0: So stick around and enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Week in Geek. This is our weekly geekly news show that we do here at Checkpoint Church on our Thursday Twitch stream, twitch.tv checkpointchurch. This is where we're going to tackle all sorts of geeky headlines that are going on, as well as things from the Discord, as well as some fun facts and a look at the upcoming releases for the week ahead. This is an interactive show, so we always recommend tuning in live on Thursdays on Twitch so that you can participate in the fun stuff that we talk about in chat. I already see Cam is saying hi to YouTube. Everybody else in the chat, if you want to say hi to YouTube, let them know that you're here. And we thank you for watching and joining in with the show. As always, we're going to be starting this one with what did you watch, what did you play, and what did you read this past weekend? So what has been on your kind of docket? What have you been getting into and enjoying as far as mine? While the chat types, theirs in, I've been watching a anime called heavenly delusion, also known as Tengoku de Maikyo. And it took a while. It took a while. It took until like the eighth episode. I've always been, I've been in since the beginning, like I've gotten the show and I'm interested in it. But episode like eight or something, I figured out one of the secrets of this show I'm sold. Hook, line, and sinker. I love this show. I'm on board with this show. I'm already writing a nerdy sermon for this Sunday on it. It was That was all it took. Eight episodes, and then I was like, yep, this is the one for me, and we're going to talk about it. So look forward to that nerdy sermon upcoming this Sunday, and we'll talk more about that show. I'll try and make it as spoiler free as possible because I have a feeling most of you haven't watched it, which is okay, but we need to talk about why this show is so good. I just started reading for our 1001 books challenge. I just started Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring for the first time. So I've seen the movies a bazillion times, but this is the first time actually experiencing the books. And so I did, I've already read The Hobbit, but I had never read Fellowship of the Ring. So now we're getting on into it and seeing how it goes. And what have I played? Well, friends, I've been playing more Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I am at 72 hours in my personal playthrough. 72 hours is so many hours. It's so many hours of this game. And I just, I love it. It's a fantastic game. 10 out of 10 game. I cannot say enough about it. And then some of you who tuned in to our Tuesday night stream know that I'm also playing Pokemon Unite again. I'm not proud about it. It's Jate's fault from Jate Live. Jate got me back into Pokemon Unite and I'm back into that game as well i needed a games of service right now to just sink some time into and feel absolutely nothing for so that's where i'm at let's see what the chat is saying trombone has been playing slay the spire and really enjoying it also watched the first six episodes of made by the way trombone i did look into the made it is a different iteration different authors of the books so made is based off of a book but not the book that i read sneaky big says playing lots of jedi survivor before diablo 4 takes over my life very cool yep coming out very soon pineapple pope says watching a video essay about no more heroes very nice and wit says went to a ren fair over the weekend i think Bee surfer is going to one this upcoming weekend and played in the pokemon trading card game pre-release for paldea evolved tears of the kingdom and Shits creek let's see unite did go so great it was it was fun to fun indeed Pineapple's asking Sneaky if you got a chance to play Diablo 4. And then Christina says, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn and it just keeps getting better and playing It Takes Two with a sister. I think that's the best part about It Takes Two is if you can play it with a sibling or a friend or a spouse or a whoever, that is that is a really fun game to play with someone, especially it is kind of the design of the game, hence the It Takes Two, but finding somebody that you know well, that you can laugh with and enjoy that time with, that is crucial to really enjoying that game, which is unique in and of itself. Folks, as you keep trickling in, feel free to drop what you're watching, reading, and playing over in the chat, or we're gonna start talking about some headlines and we can interact to those as well. So our first headline is a bit of a heavy one, but I figured we'd get the heavy one kind of out of the way. So if you've missed out on the news, Lost, specifically the actual like show and the drama behind it, has been hitting the headlines recently. There have been some allegations against the showrunners. So Lost co-showrunner Damon Lindelof has acknowledged his failure to provide a safe and comfortable creative environment amidst allegations of racism and a toxic work environment during the filming of the popular TV series Lost. The allegations were detailed in an excerpt from Maureen Ryan's book, Burn It Down, Power, Complicity, and a Call for Change in Hollywood, which was recently featured in Vanity Fair. The charges included racial bias in writing, with actor Harold Perrineau noting his concerns about how his character was treated on the show. For those of you that watch Lost, that is Michael from seasons one and two. An anonymous writer for the series claimed there were instances of dismissive attitudes towards characters of different racial backgrounds. The environment in the writer's room was described as cruel. And even one of the writers for the third season reporting of perhaps some firing based off of anyone accusing Lindelof of racism. Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, the other co-showrunner, have responded. Lindelof has been very filled with regret and acknowledges this and is confused about some of the recountings, doesn't necessarily affirm all of the stories, but definitely affirms this feeling of guilt and this feeling of regret for uh, history. I think that, and then Cuse, on the other hand, has just uh, has denied all of it. An interesting news story and an interesting piece if you've been keeping up with it. I think that anytime we have a book like this that is released, there's going to be kind of a tell-all expose of the behind the scenes. It does make me sad that it's featured around a, a show that I sort of love in the form of Lost and certainly in a director and show writer that I very much love in Damon Lindelof. I think that Lindelof is an excellent writer and has seemed to be a very good person and a positive force for change. So this is a bummer to hear this of him. I am, however conflicted in the sense that we have our rules here, right? Do good, do no harm, strive to grow at checkpoint. And it sounds like, it sounds like Lindelof at least acknowledges and in a form of Christian confession has kind of moved on to a space of regret, confession, and hopefully forgiveness from the community. So it'll be interesting to see what Lindelof continues to do and how he continues to kind of meet in the middle and hopefully make amends for this because I definitely want to see Lindelof continued to create because I think he's a great creator and definitely has been someone on a positive end of change even highlighting Juneteenth in in some of his shows and productions that he's made so it'll be interesting to see how this goes if you're more curious about the book and the excerpts from it the book comes out on June 6th so only a couple more days Burn It Down Power, Complicity and a Call for Change in Hollywood by Maureen Ryan might be worth checking out no doubt in my mind that this book is accurate in the sense there is a lot of change needed and evolution needed in Hollywood and in the writing community. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts here. Those are my kind of thoughts of, I think that this is probably for the good and hopefully is a way of doing less harm in the future. And as Christians, we should do what we can to be as forgiving to those that are certainly seemingly repentant as Damon Lindelof has been in this story so far. We'll see where it continues to go from here. Sneaky says, I'll have to follow up on this because Lost is my favorite show. Curious to see where this goes. I'm in the same spot. Um, I really am conflicted in a lot of ways with this one. Next up, Sega has announced a Sega Showcase, mostly featuring things from Yakuza Like a Dragon. They announced the RGG Summit Summer 2023, set to take place on June 15th, so just two weeks from today, where fans expect to hear more from Like a Dragon 8. The Showcase will be hosted by Ryoga Gotoku Studio, the developer behind the Yakuza franchise. Although Sega has yet to disclose how fans can tune in, the event is likely to be streamed on Twitch, as it was last year. Last year's event did reveal some Pretty exciting things from Like a Dragon 8 with the confirmation that Kiryu will be returning and even teasing a early 2024 release window. However, it's kind of been radio silence since then. It also teased a spinoff, Like a Dragon Gate and the man who erased his name. So we'll see if we get a confirmed date or any information as sega continues to move forward on the showcase only 2 weeks out so hopefully we'll get some pretty big announcements for the beginning of 2024 maybe even a holiday release schedule 2023 i'd be surprised but you never know it is yakuza and they're kind of off the wall next up keanu keanu reeves his band did reunite recently and he lived his best johnny silverhand Life. Keanu Reeves, well-known for his role as Johnny Silverhand, the rock star from Cyberpunk 2077, has reunited with his 90s rock band Dogstar to perform at the 2023 Bottle Rock Napa Valley Music Festival. This marked their first public performance in over two decades, and they actually did release a couple of albums and EPs back in the 90s before disbanding in 2002, and then they did perform to warm crowd responses here at this Napa Valley Music Festival. Pretty interesting to see not really a news story so much as just kind of a little fun fluff piece i didn't know that keanu had a band and i certainly didn't know that they had actually made albums so look up dog see if you can find them on spotify and give them a listen to to see exactly what their what their sound is and if it sounds anything like johnny silverhand it certainly seems like keanu is a better person than johnny silverhand so that's good at the very least next up madden there are they are working on a madden movie in case you hadn't heard will ferrell is actually in talks to join forces with the director david o russell from silver linings playbook american hustle amsterdam for a biopic titled madden which will follow the life of legendary football coach and commentator uh john madden and also video game icon john madden according to deadline ferrell is reported to be considering the role of madden himself Focusing on his journey from sports commentary to the incredible success of the Madden NFL video game series. The biopic will narrate Madden's role in co-creating electronics Arts Arts' Madden NFL, which has since emerged as one of the most profitable video game franchises worldwide. Screenplay is being penned by Cameron Clark and is expected to be distributed via Amazon and MGM, though we haven't had any official confirmation there. So I don't really have a connection to the Madden games or to John Madden himself, but I find the whole idea of telling that story fascinating, like I did with the Tetris story. So uh, I'll definitely watch it if this happens. I think Will Ferrell is a bizarre choice, but hey, you know, to each their own. I do think David O. Russell is a great call for the director, so we'll just kind of see where it goes from here and i think that david o russell would work well with will ferrell in this role so time will tell who ends up in this madden movie or if this madden movie ends up happening but i'll definitely be keeping an eye out as we go forward sneaky says i can't see ferrell as madden and i also don't know who else i would pick and christina says i can't decide if you would or wouldn't want him to play you in a biopic exactly yeah it's a bit of a weird choice next up The Gollum devs, Lord of the Rings Gollum, did release last week to critical panning, and they have actually written an apology since then, and then also announced that they're working on a new game. Following the release of the long-awaited and poorly reviewed The Lord of the Rings Gollum, Daedalic Entertainment is reportedly working on another game based on the Lord of the Rings franchise. The new project is codenamed It's Magic and is believed to spotlight the iconic wizards of the series. The game reportedly introduces a perspective from an unexplored character in the Lord of the Rings universe. Players will discover entirely new regions, their actions and abilities will significantly influence the world around them, and this game is expected to release in the latter half of 2024. However, after the launch and subsequent negative reviews of Lord of the Rings Gollum, Diddy Entertainment has a significant task ahead of them in restoring the confidence of the player base. They're not going to do it. Critics roundly panned Gollum with IGN's review, giving it a score of four, criticizing its plot and technical issues, which again, they did apologize, promising a patch. But if you've seen this game, there's only so much patching you can do, the game's just bad plain and simple it's just not a good game there's nothing you can patch out it's not the glitches and the errors it's the game itself that is the problem cam says lord of the rings golem is technically a video game indeed sorry for this horrible game says sneaky and by the way we're making another game hopefully it'll be good it will not and it cannot and i i don't even know i think it's gonna happen but i'm not gonna lie that game and this subsequent game potentially that will come out they remind me of like copycat games of like shovelware games of the early 2000s. So we'll see what continues to come out of this and if anything happens, but I have a feeling the game is going to happen because I think it's fully funded and we'll just see. Next up. Yeah, how did they not shut down after Gollum is beyond you? I agree, Mayfly. Mayfly. Next up, Stranger Things Chrissy, also known as Grace Van Dyne, also known as Blue File or Blue Fie, I can't remember how to pronounce her Twitch channel, just joined FaZe Clan, believe it or not. Grace Van Dyne, recognized for her role in Stranger Things Season 4, has recently joined FaZe Clan and is using her online streaming platform to promote the interest of female gamers in the industry. Van Dyne, known as Blue Fie to her Twitch audience, is determined to create lasting change for female gamers in the industry, as stated in her initial announcement. In contrast to the traditional acting roles that she's been involved in streaming allows her to control her own narrative streaming she says empowers her to choose what she discusses on each day stream despite having overshared at times she appreciates that it's her share her choice to disclose information that was written by ChatGPT. i don't know if i agree with that stance i don't know that oversharing is fair van dyne admits she's been caught off guard this is more fair caught off guard when casual comments made during streams have made headlines like when she discussed becoming more selective with film roles due to an unwanted sexual advance from a producer Nevertheless, she believes that the transparency in what women experience in the industry is essential. Van Dyne regards her fellow streamers Valkyrae and Pokimane as inspirations who have openly spoken about their struggles within the community. She appreciates that in the streaming world, unlike the acting world, there isn't as much fear about speaking out because you are your own boss. In addressing misogyny, Van Dyne suggests that organizations like FaZe Clan and companies like Twitch can assist by condemning misogynistic behavior and elevating female creators. Streaming, she believes, offers an opportunity to break down barriers between the audience and the public figure. She says, getting to know the community while allowing them to get to know you is a significant aspect of growing creatively. I did highlight this partially just because I think it's cool that A Stranger Things Star is streaming. And because people like Christina maybe have not heard about that. I followed her pretty quickly whenever the show came out because it was around then that she kind of popped up around saying that she was on Twitch. I'm not sure how much before that she started Twitch, but... I don't think it was too far before. And yeah, I've watched, I've tuned into her channel a couple times. It's great stuff. It's very par for the course of what you're expecting whenever you go to a major streamer like that, playing the trending games and having a good time with them. But very cool of her to to see this. Very cool of FaZe Clan to welcome in another female voice, especially in the kind of misogyny that takes place in the video gaming scene and the streaming scene. It was a good thing, I think, all around. I see this as an overall good, hopefully some good stuff keeps coming out of this and and we'll see more news like this from her addressing these things and being a positive figure in the streaming community and maybe even face clan kind of taking a reboot and becoming more along the lines of a 100 thieves company and uh, maybe maybe losing some of their past history of not such great stuff. Yeah. Cam says also followed and sneaky says, I'm still struggling with the fact that she's Casper Van Dyne's daughter. Yeah. There's definitely like the, the Hollywood, you know, hierarchy and historicity and lineage that keeps happening is still freaking me out as well. Especially as you learn people that are related to people that are related to people. So always fun stuff, but That's a good story, an interesting story, and one that I'd love to hear more thoughts on in the comments if you're watching later on YouTube or here in the chat. Next up, Minecraft has announced their next expansion with a release date of June 7th for its 1.20, 1.20 Trails and Tales update. This update, which emphasizes self-expression through representation, storytelling, and world building, introduces new mobs and blocks as well as alterations that enhance storytelling. In the upcoming Trails and Tales update, players can look forward to the addition of the long-awaited camel, which is capable of carrying two riders, and also a new character of the Sniffer, a gentle giant that was chosen by the community during Minecraft Live 2022. Also announcing two new wood sets, bamboo and cherry, that are going to be included, with cherry being found in the new Cherry Grove biome. Also, Archaeology, the primary new mechanic in the update, allows players to dig through sand to discover tools and pottery pieces, which can then be assembled. Armor trims for customization, hangable signs, playable mop sounds, and a special type of bookshelf for storing enchanted books are among the minor updates that are going to be introduced in this new version. I am especially glad that Christina was here for this one so that I can tell her about Minecraft, because that, that one of our resident Minecraft experts, maybe Splash, is still around in Pineapple Pope who maybe already heard about this as well. But yeah, lots of stuff happening there. A pretty exciting update in Trails and Tails, again, coming out on June 7th. So it should be fun to see what comes out of that. I'm always excited for the new animals. I don't know what the sniffer looks like, but I do know what a camel looks like. And that makes me very excited that we have a, a two rider, two rider camel coming out in the next update. And I always appreciate new wood types because it means it's time to build another house. With that, do let me know if you think about anything from those articles. There was quite a few this time, maybe some fluffy ones in there, but still some exciting news pieces. And as always, this is what we do every single week at The Weekend Geek is talk about the latest trending stories that we find out there. But sometimes we miss some. And so we have to go to the Discord. If you want to submit news to our channel here on Weekly Geekly News Show Twig, then you can submit them to bit.ly slash dear twig, D-E-A-R-T-W-I-G. Or you can always go over to our Discord channel, Discord server, excuse me, and utilize any of those channels to post the latest news in. I scroll through those throughout the week and try and get the best articles or articles that are submitted to me to highlight over the course of the next week. The first one of those was actually submitted by one who is in the chat, maybe, or was in the chat earlier. This was submitted by Cam or Hugh Barwet. Magic the Gathering, Lord of the Rings has started to reveal the cards. Wizard of the Coast revealed more than 120 cards from the upcoming Magic the Gathering, Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle Earth, so many colons set during this week's weekly mtg live stream the collection will include cards from every magic the gathering color and card type the set's sole mechanic: the ring tempts you, provides a creature the status of ring bearer, allowing it to gain abilities when a card contains that phrase. Additionally, two mechanics from previous Magic sets will also be incorporated: a mass, which creates and empowers a creature token, and sagas enchantments that perform actions and eventually get sacrificed. The cards in the set are obviously based off of the book version of J.R.R. Tolkien's famed trilogy and feature original artwork that captures scenes from the books. Some cards can be arranged even to form panoramic views of pivotal moments, such is an 18-card display of the Battle of Pelennor Fields. So pretty pretty cool stuff, pretty exciting stuff. If you're a fan of Magic the Gathering, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, and it sounds like you have got the perfect thing, you can see one of the panoramic card examples of Gollum reaching after the ring. But of course, an 18-card panoramic is pretty insane. So we'll see how they continue to de- debut those. If you want to check out any of the links from the hundred-card, 120-card release, then you'll be able to see even more cards that were announced From this set, next up, we have some news from B-Surfer. Netflix has confirmed the much-anticipated season 6 of Black Mirror is set to debut in two weeks on June 15th, including releasing a new trailer for the show. I'm not going to break that down any further because I want you to experience it for yourself, but I will highlight... I will highlight some of the actors that are going to be featured in this season, because there are some big names that I'm excited to see. We have Selma Hayek. You have Maisie Day. You have Annie Murphy. You have Aaron Paul. You have Michael Sarah. The cast is already looking stacked for this next season, and I'm super excited to see what happens with this latest season of Black Mirror. Black Mirror is one of my favorite shows out there, along with Love, Death, and Robots. And so any of those kind of anthology, like demented messes of shows I absolutely love. Next up, just kind of another fluffy one in there. Another one by B-Surfer. Martin Scorsese, a famed director who does not like Marvel movies, recently announced that he's developing a movie about Jesus after having a meeting with Pope Francis. The news was shared during a conference organized by the Jesuit publication La Civilta Catalica and Georgetown University following Scorsese's encounter with the Pope. Scorsese said, I've responded to the Pope's appeal to artists in the only way i know how by imagining and writing a screenplay for a film about jesus and i'm about to start making it the film currently untitled is possibly scorsese's next venture after the critically lauded critic killers of the flower moon the director didn't have much information about the upcoming film during the global aesthetics of the catholic imagination conference which is apparently a thing. But this could be his next, maybe an iteration of The Last Temptation of the Christ, which of course he directed back in 1988, which starred Willem Dafoe as Jesus. We shall see what comes of this and what information might possibly happen. I don't know where this came from, why this is happening, or what Scorsese is thinking. I feel like The Temptation of the Christ is probably the big one to make i don't know what he would continue to tell maybe just remake it again or tell a different story i can't imagine what other story you're going to tell about jesus it's kind of the whole thing so go figure but we shall see what scorsese does with this one with that again if you would ever like to submit news bit.ly slash dear twig d-e-a-r-t-w-i-g to submit news or just use our discord server and you'll find all the things that you want to find there with that it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show at this point in nerd history that's right it's everything that was released on this day throughout nerd history as well as some random ones thrown in there that are just like vaguely nerdy so we'll start with movies some movies that were released on june 1st throughout time and space back in 2018 upgrade was a movie about a a guy that Got video game-esque-like upgrades done to his body. 2012, Snow White and The Huntsman. Those are the only two movies that I could find throughout time and space. However, video games, we have some big ones, but we got to take a pretty big jump. For video games, on June 1st in 2018, the somewhat meta fourth wall breaking video game Dude Stop was released. And then we got to jump back in time quite a ways to get to some big old games. 1999, Pokemon Snap released in America for the Nintendo 64. 1998, Nintendo released the Game Boy Camera and Game Boy Printer in America. Who have those in the chat? Because. Oh man, did I love the camera game. It was so weird and I was here for it. 1995, the cult classic RPG Earthbound, otherwise known as Mother, is released in America on the SNES. 1991, Nintendo announces that the Super Famicom will be released in America under the name of Super Nintendo Entertainment System at CES in Chicago. 1991, we discovered we'd be getting this SNES. Pretty crazy. Some random news in there, not really related to anything in particular, is that in 1980, uh, the Cable News Network, otherwise known as CNN, made its debut as the first all-news station on television. 1961, radio listeners in New York, California, and Illinois were first introduced to the FM multiplex stereo broadcasting system. A year later, this became the FCC standard. And then in 1954 was whenever Linus first debuted his security blanket in the Peanuts comic strip. With that, these are all of your fun moments throughout time and history. I hope that you enjoyed. At this point in nerd history. Okay. Now we're going to go into our next segment of the show, the penultimate segment of the show, the upcoming releases for the week. We'll start with movies, movies that are coming out this week. Padre Pio, which is a movie that has maybe flown under your radar. It's pretty indie, but I thought it was interesting because it's a new Shia LaBeouf film. And anytime you get a Shia LaBeouf film, I like to highlight it just because I think he is a fantastic actor and seems to focus on movies that kind of skirt under the news. And so I like to highlight them here. Another one coming out tomorrow, of course, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Who's excited? Who's going to go see Spider-Man? And then also coming out tomorrow is The Boogeyman, which just looks like another spooky movie. With that, we're going to get into TV shows. TV shows coming out on the 5th is a show called Stars on Mars. I don't know anything about that show. I have no idea if it's even still happening, but it was on IGN, so thought i'd mention it here apparently it's a show in which they put stars on a fake mars and see how they'll survive that's that's it okay games coming out we're actually going to skip a pretty big game that is coming out tomorrow because we have a special segment but i will get into the games that are coming out other than the one that you think first off coming out today is april's diary which is a match three kind of ios looking game a lot of vr games coming out battle talent is a vr physics combat game budget cuts is a vr stealth game also coming out today is Driftwood, which is a sloth longboarding game. If you've never heard of Driftwood, Jate played it during Next Fest and it was pretty interesting to see. I can't imagine it being fun for much more than like an hour or two, but neat enough. The Game Grumps have made another video game. So if you know Game Grumps, if you know Aaron and Dan, they are some of my favorite YouTubers out there. They've made some games a la Dream Daddy. It was a pretty big game they made not too long ago. They're making a horror game this time called Homebody. Homebody, kind of a stealthy horror, I don't even know what it's gonna be about yet. Don't know if I'll play it, I might just watch somebody play it, but. I like the Game Grumps and thought it'd be fun to highlight them. A VR slasher game called Killer Frequency Drops Today. Tail Quest Defense, which looks like a tower defense game a la Cat Quest. And then this this is, I don't, Slayer's X, Terminal Aftermath, Vengeance of the Slayer. Another one that has way too many colons. And then tomorrow we have Super Mega Baseball 4. Yeah, Super Mega Baseball 4. Also coming out tomorrow is We Love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie. If you've never played Katamari games, talk to me. I will, I love those games. I will I will play them for you. I'll play them on stream. Heck yes, I would love to play a Katamari game. Coming out on the third, Myth, Gods of Asgard, which looks like a hack and slash roguelite game. Of course, on the sixth, Diablo 4 uh, will be, will be coming out. <laughs> it's really funny. I, so I've been. <laughs> I've been putting in upcoming releases in parentheses what the games are so that I'm able to describe them well. And I put in something for Diablo 4. Like, I don't know what Diablo is. Yeah. VR Party Brawler is what I said there. And then Quantar is also coming out on the 6th. Now, oh, wait, one more. We also have some DLC coming out this week. On the 5th, The Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom Shadow Over Morrowind is also coming out. So for ESO Online, er, well, that will be redundant. For ES Online, folks... <clears throat> that you might want to know about with that we're going to get into our special segment here we have one last game announcement as well as someone that's trying to sell you on why you should be playing the latest entry into the street fighter universe enjoy street fighter 6 sold to you by the one and only zando Calrizzi.
1: that's right street fighter 6 releases tomorrow and I know what you're thinking. I've never played Street Fighter before, or there's no way I can keep up with the people who've been playing for years. Can I possibly have fun playing Street Fighter these days? Sure you can. No, no, <laughs> anyway. Street Fighter 6 is great for new fighters and veteran fighters. There's an excellent training mode that will give you tips and tricks for every characters and offer advice on how to play them, as well as letting you know when you should use certain moves. There's World Tour Mode, a new single player story where you can create a character and mold the game to you and will teach you some of the ins and outs of the new mechanics in the game. And if that's not enough, there's even classic, modern and dynamic controls to give you a competitive edge even if you've never played a fighting game before. They say the best time to plant a tree is 100 years ago, but the second best time is now. The same applies to fighting games. Well, maybe not the 100-year thing. But now is a great time to play. You can learn the new mechanics and characters along with the best of us. Get in on the fighting game floor and play Street Fighter 6. The demo is available now if you want to try it for free. I'll see you in the battle hub.
0: There we go. I hope that you enjoyed that little display from the one and only Xando. I thought that was super fun. I thought he did a great job. Chats in the clap to Xando. For selling us on Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 does drop tomorrow on all major gaming platforms. And Zando is so excited about it. And I feel like nobody else is, and I want people to be excited for Zando. So I thought I'd reach out to Zando and see if he wouldn't put that together for us so that he could sell us on this game and why we should be playing it. So be sure to let him know over in our Discord, exclamation Point Discord, why you think it worked and how excited you are for that game after his wonderful selling of it (laughs) and his puns, his pun-filled display of all sorts of Street Fighter bizarre, I'm looking forward to at least giving it a try because Zando is so excited for it. I'm sure we'll end up probably playing it next Tuesday, maybe in the midst of Unite as well, but should be fun. I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I hope that it does really well. I'm hearing good things. I think it's doing well as far as reviews are concerned. So I have no real fear for Street Fighter, but appreciate Zando for putting that out there for us. So, do let me know in the chat. Did any of those games interest you, excite you? Do you think you'll want to be playing any of those? I'm sure Diablo is probably the big one that everybody's going to be focusing on. So, be sure to to get excited about all the games that are coming out this is a big week for movies and video games this is a huge month folks june is a gigantic month we will we will be guiding you through it here at twig so be sure to tune in every single thursday for twig where we'll guide you through the upcoming releases as well as all the other wonderful segments of our show with that we're going to wrap this one up with our final segment of course our meme of the week Meme of the Week this week is from the one and only Splash Force in which he made this wonderful display or found this wonderful meme online of the Ultra Hand ability from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, gluing together a cut-in-half PS5 controller to a screen, obviously poking fun at Project Q's announcement at at the PlayStation Showcase last week. It looks laughably bad, and this meme highlights it perfectly, so... Thank you to Splash for sending that our direction it is so good absolutely perfect meme 10 out of 10 memes we love it with that folks we're gonna wrap up the weekend geek this is our weekly geeky news show that comes out every single thursday twitch.tv slash checkpoint church join us during the mornings tune in interact with the chat or if you can't then you can always tune in on youtube folks say hi youtube in the chat as we close this one out if you are watching on youtube and you did watch this far into the show that means you probably liked this one so hey maybe give us a like click that like button thumbs up let me know that this is the kind of show that you enjoy and you want to see more of or if you're listening to this on our podcast feed then maybe go find us on youtube and click a like there leave a comment down below so that we can get boosted and seen by more people we appreciate you taking time out of your busy weeks to join us on these weekend geeks we hope that we're able to give you the news and the things that are happening in the nerd world in less than an hour every single week in exciting ways like this With that, we're going to end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, don't believe in God, go to church, don't go to church. We still believe these three things to be true about every single one of you listening to this on YouTube, whether you're listening now on Twitch, whether you're listening on our podcast feed, we believe that number one, God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on Twitch and on this podcast and on Discord and on YouTube, all these spaces. Number three, we believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred work the world is a better place why because you are in it folks with that and until the next time that i see ya bye bye